listen up. Here I go off on another tangent, but don't worry. Just keep the conversation going. Hey guys, um, I don't know where to begin, um, but I think I'm going to start going back into my podcast shows, talking, whatever, because that's what I'm good at. People always call me annoying and everything because I can't stop talking. Great. Great to build my self-esteem. Now, okay, so let's just, there was a situation that happened yesterday between an acquaintance that I met at work, hoping, you know, this can grow as a friendship and hoping to also bring his views on to one of my shows um, when we talk, when we decided on a topic matter. Well, as I don't know if you guys are into pop culture or not pop culture or anything in the Southern California area or just going to see whatever's trending online um, or on Twitter or on Facebooks and stuff like that. There was a mural in Beverly Hills, LA, Arts District, West Hollywood. Um, and there was, uh, I think the guy who took a picture in front of it that has been the number of headlines is Justin Caffier. Hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Anyways, then there was an outrage, supposedly. Um, he... This acquaintance that got upset, um, he's, he's a supposed advocate for pro-LGBTQIA+, or LGBTQ, whatever, people of color, um, and blacks, um, I guess they're two separate things, um, and some other stuff he advocates. Great. Cool. And, you know, just... Um, he just, he posted something and he got upset because there was another article that, you know, I would assume promotes propaganda, snip, you know, a clip of the image of the news articles about so-called mural that nonetheless happened two days ago. And he goes off on this rant about gentrification, you know, in downtown LA, Affecting homelessness, poverty, yada, yada, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And I'm like, no. Like, let's, let's do one better. Let's, let's go find this mural. I left work, you know, in Santa Clarita filming, got off and said, hey, I'll go grab my dog, you know, and let's go. All of a sudden, he didn't want to go. All of a sudden, he came up with reasons why he didn't want to show up. And those reasons are very disturbing, to say the least. Um, maybe my point of view of stuff is disturbing to him. So then he started calling me reactionist, you know, after I, I was bothered by how... I was just annoyed. Not bothered. Fuck this shit. I'm, I'm annoyed. He said he didn't want to go because as a brown... Latino or whatever he wants to identify with would get shot. Um, his argument though was, I'm upset that all of a sudden after nine years ago, white people didn't want to be near downtown or the homeless community. And now all of a sudden, you know, 
you have this guy and this mural defending, you know, like only people that are able to take a photo with 20,000 Twitter followers verified can take this. And that they are the only ones. And you're, in, you're not including everyone else. And this is the reason why there's poverty in the world. And this is the reason why they push poverty into homelessness and yada yada bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. You know. Which, I was like, police? There's a black security guard in the thumbnail. Like, look at it. Look at the thumbnail itself. Have you read the article? So then I go... And I start screen grabbing all of Justin Tefir's, um, oh fuck, am I pronouncing it correctly? Who cares? Back to point. All his, um, comments and replies showing you that he's actually responding to everyone's comments and criticisms about the situation. And, and I'm even showing him, you know, the death threats that he received, that he tagged LAPD, are you going to take this seriously? Did my one acquaintance care? Obviously not. No, it doesn't matter. It's gentrification. You're not seeing the point. No, I want to show you the point. I want to. And my point is this: Is he validated in feeling oppressed and not included? Eh. Yes and no. But my argument was this: Hey, let's both go together before going up in arms about something and writing a review it's almost like writing a review about a movie and you're automatically going to hate it because you don't like the actor or just in general you just don't like it you don't fucking watch the movie write the review after don't be a fucking critic watch it after so i'm like let's go to this situation let's go find this mural supposedly downtown which is not downtown it was near you know la West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, not not downtown. But either way, if it would have been there, my thing was I wanted him to learn and say, hey, look, let's do one better. If you want everyone to take photos, but you don't want to take a photo in front of the pop-up tent because you, you're not Twitter verified, you don't feel um, that you're able to, you want to take it in front to make a statement, then let's go there together. I will record you for your fans or for whoever's listening to your post that you post public, you know, that you need to take accountability for, that when you have that little globe on Facebook, take accountability, everyone sees your post, everyone gets affected on how you treat it, either with this anger, positivity, or whatever. Let's go together. And my dog to go see the situation, to take a picture in front of it and say, okay, I did this, but also to show you, hey, are we downtown? Is there homelessness around here? Because I would have one-upped them even better and said, let's start contacting the homeless people and ask them, yes, disrupt their slumber. We got to, if they're sleeping or they're doing their business or doing what they got to do to survive or just, you know, um, live and coexist in this world let's interrupt them because this obviously interrupted your life to the point that you can't even come and ask them hey do you mind do you care that there's a pop-up tent for a specific type of people or do you accept 
their response or ask a random black person or person of color how they feel about the situation at that moment instead of just shouting out on your Facebook profile or Twitter or whatever platform you use. And if their answer is, I don't care, I don't care, I didn't even know this was going on, should that change your point of view? Or the fact is that I went last night to prove this point. It wasn't even downtown, but he argued that it was downtown. He would have seen it wasn't downtown. And not only that, it was quiet. It was peaceful. There was no ruckus, besides this motorcycle right now passing by me. Um, there was no ruckus of any sort, of any kind. No police, no, oh my God, you know, gentrification, as he called it. No. It was peaceful. It was quiet. It was the nighttime. And sometimes I wanted to show him an example. Because I read and read and read and read and read all the toxic shit. Which he also called me toxic because he was afraid I was going to shame him. Oh, no, honey. I was like, I'm not going to shame you. You know, shaming you is like, oh, you got raped. And then shaming you because you wore that short skirt or something provocative to allure the predator or, you know, rapist, whatever. No, I'm not shaming you. Shall I use you as an example? Yes. Am I going to use your name? No. I would like to. If people ask me and come to me individually, yes, I will give you the name. Because he all of a sudden got defensive. All of a sudden came up with excuses why I don't want to go. Oh, someone's going to kill me because I'm a minority. Are you fucking kidding me? That was my response. And to him, that sounded reactionary. Very defensive. It made him feel uncomfortable. But seriously, I was like, look, homie. You're not going to get shot. You're not going to get shot here in, Mex uh, in fucking in California, in SoCal. Like, Mexico right now is a top trending topic right now. It's not going to happen. Just go. Let me show you. And also, too, I was trying to prove that, look, sometimes what we stress about is nothing to stress about. Is it gaslighting? I don't know. But it's shit that shouldn't bother us. Like, and the reason I was trying to call him out on it is because, look, you have your followers, I have my followers. Whatever. But we also have a responsibility for free speech to be responsible how that information gets out. And if you're not even doing your job as someone that you feel that's an advocate to do the research and go out there in the line of fire to check the situation out, you're not an advocate. You're a whiner. You're a complainer. And that's still toxic because people are reading your bullshit. Oh, but he labeled me toxic, um, and then he felt singled out and started labeling himself, um, you know, as a brown male or person of color. I forget what the text message said. Um, I can read some of them, but it's like, no, let me just 
No. And then you want to use my page and say, oh, especially someone's transphobic. I'm good, bro. Or he kept calling me dog. And I was like, look, I kept calling him by his name, but he still wanted to use all this, you know, lingo. And it's fine. I'm not going to um, discredit him or disrespect him because that's how he's grown up or whatever group or clique of people he wants to be around. Um, instilled that terminology all the time, the way he speaks. So I'm not going to discredit him being uneducated for that. But also, too, I did say, since you are returning back to school, because also the reason he didn't want to go out last night is because he can't afford it because of school loans or, or going back to school or as a middle class or as someone of this. And I'm like, look, 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 you're coming up with excuses. Don't come up with excuses. Better yet, don't come up with pity parties, posting them on Facebook like someone's supposed to fucking care. We're not talking about your pity party because you can't afford college right now that you can't advocate because advocate is a luxury. Being an advocate, that's bullshit. They take sacrifices. And it's really disturbing that I see people out there online calling themselves advocates. You know... When they can't even get in the line of fire. This is ridiculous. Martin Luther King, Cesar Chavez, what did they risk? They were in the line of fire. Did they risk getting, I don't know, gas, poison, hosed? Open a book and find out. Or better yet, Google it. Because that's what people do nowadays. We just Google. We look at the five first topic links and then we feel ourselves educated and then we feel woke and oh no no it really pissed me off and then you want to make it about you play the victim and say I don't wish to see you at this place so I would appreciate it if you stay away from me and I'm like hold up I'm gonna stop you right there before you start playing victim or for anyone in the world that starts playing victim slap yourself now no you do not fuck with my source of income and then play victim I work in a public location but unfortunately I have seniority over your crybaby ways but I'm not gonna stop you from coming in because I believe you have a right to be there yes but i'm not gonna let you whine and cause a scene and be dramatic no that is not the case and i i feel sorry for you and i'm upset that you call yourself an advocate for the lgbtq whatever other fucking acronym you want to call it for the persons of color or black people, or forever, or the trans community that you said I was transphobic over an article you refused to read, but you just saw my response and called me radical. I was like, you didn't even read the article to, to then, you know, correlate my response to, whatever, fuck you then, then you were the problem. Just like how he didn't care about the post I was showing him in the comment section saying, look, this guy is getting all this bad hate and even a, a, a threat on his life on Twitter. I don't care. This gentrification. You're not even seeing, reading. I'm showing you proof. He is willing to, to cooperate with you. Just ask him why he took a photo there at this mural that he's now getting hate for. There's so much that went on. And I show up. First, I pump gas. 
and a homeless guy cleans my window. I didn't have much, much more money. So I gave him all my change that I collect through the drive through windows, and I gave it to him. Then I got my bag of chips, Lay's potato chips, and my fucking famous Amish chocolate chip cookies, which I love! But I was like, I hadn't had a long time, but I'm like, no, he needs it more. It's like, I'm sorry I don't have money. Thank you for cleaning my windows, but here's food. Or here's a snack. And he said, thank you. And I'm like, cool. And I find it ironic, because he had already unfriended me by this point, and I had to figure it out. And I'm like, wow, all this for the homelessness, too. And I'm like, look, I'm, well, I feel I'm contributing right now, because I just gave him chocolate chip cookies. But I hope I find homeless people outraged when I get there. Nope. Then I get there, and as you can see in my live feed, there was a lady on her phone. Didn't even care either. She's walking past me, looking down at her phone like a fucking zombie, and there was another dude riding his skateboard, just playing tricks on the curb. Nobody cared. People are still living their lives, and that's the importance of this whole thing, debacle, that caused me to lose a possible friendship. But then I thought about it. Maybe it's good that we lost this friendship. Maybe I should have known better when you deal with people that are so quick to just hold up I don't identify, but I'm a this person. Um, that's a label. For not having a label, that's a label. Um, or always correcting me to make sure I refer to you as the right term. Fuck off. I am sorry. Continue the conversation. Like, but okay, you're constantly there to always defend. You're obviously there. You have a wall up already. This is the wall you're creating. This is the wall you're spreading. It's horrible. I don't agree with it. And it's unfortunate that we are no longer acquaintances because you wanted to block me. But yet, you come up with me and contact me. Hey, I trust your judgment because I need to get a haircut. Then I go out of my way to come up with all these looks for you for your haircut. And I send them to you and you say thank you. Then 24 hours later, you're going to be like, we're no longer friends. I'm blocking you or acquaintances. See, this is the world we live in. Don't fucking block people. Just because you don't agree with them. That's that's a pussy-ass move. Oh, I'm a bully for calling someone a pussy? Okay, chicken. Oh, wait, no. Chicken's also a bully move. Okay, so then let's, let's, let's one-up you. Let's get, let's get great with the words and verbiage. You know, it's really unfortunate that we can't see eye-to-eye and we can't agree to disagree. So I'm just going to, you know, separate, you know, whatever connections we have. That's bullshit, too. We shouldn't have to do that. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with people? I was just trying to show a simple fact. Hey, grow some wisdom. This is not the issue. You could have made it the issue, though. You could have been at that location at the mural late last night around midnight and say, hey, look, let's talk about matters the topic that, ta- that, that matter to me. Or we could talk about the kids being separated with their parents. Or we could talk about Puerto Rico. Or we could talk about the homelessness that you thought were going to get offended about this whole situation. You did neither of that. You ran scared. And you still continue to blow up my phone with text messages. Playing victim. Thinking you have the upper hand. Because, no, you're not an advocate. I will not see you ever now as an advocate. Because you were afraid to show up at a location. Because you fear death. I'm sorry. Well, fearing of death or fearing of any sort is part of being an advocate. You need to put yourself in those situations. How are you going to fear or agree with those people's point of view if you can't even put yourself in the line of fire? It's, it's upsetting. 
So to you, I would say, no, you know what? I will release your name, Jonathan. I'm not going to release your last name, but I'll release your first name. Because like I said before, when you post things that are public on social media with that little globe, you are now, you succumb to everything out there. You expose yourself. You have to take the consequences to come with it. And if that means to also educate others by your example of running away, well, I'm going to do that. Jonathan ran scared. He's not an advocate. I'm upset. I'm annoyed. And I wanted to tell my side of the situation. And I was hoping to get you to open your eyes and gain wisdom of, look, sometimes in the world we think, oh, there's havoc and people are stressing out because of a trending topic. Sometimes I go to these celebrities with millions of followers and verified accounts and they have... No traction on their comment section. That should tell you something. No one's paying attention. No one's paying attention. And, but just because these lead stories are talking about them, I don't know. It's just, do your research, do your due diligence, be out there. If something bothers you, check it out. But don't speak about it until you've experienced it. And I was trying to call you out on your bullshit. On your bullshit on spewing a negative review about something when you weren't even there. And the sad thing is, it wasn't even downtown where he supposedly thought it was. And it was two days ago prior to you getting upset. That's hilarious. But that goes to show he never read the article. He didn't bother to see where the location was on Melrose. But whatever. Um, I guess this was my first podcast. Um, yeah. Love you guys regardless. Um, I know I've said it before. I have no filter. No say stuff. So that's me. No filter. Um, get offended. Don't get offended. I don't care. I just want you to have the conversation and not be afraid to talk. Speak your mind, but also be logical and don't be ridiculous. Okay, bye.